Hi, and welcome to the V Auto Podcast. This is Brian Finkelmeyer, and today I've got a very special guest on our show who's a longtime friend of mine, who happens to be the number one Nissan dealer in the state of Wisconsin. He's been in the car business for over 36 years. Jeff Rosen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. You're, you're aging me. I didn't want people to know how old I was. When we started in the car business back in 1983, in sales at a Chrysler store in LaGrange, Illinois, they don't have. They did not have the same things that they have right now. They didn't have podcasts. Internet, social media. No. no, there was no such thing as podcasts. I don't. Even, there was no cell phones. No internet. There was not social media. You put your customers on index cards. The used car lot was uh, something that you marketed on a daily basis. It wasn't a virtual lot. It was just a whole different perspective. And I think the most expensive car I sold, I think, was nine thousand dollars. So that kind of puts everything into perspective and kind of tells you where we started and where we're at right now is, is pretty dramatic. That's great. For people listening on the show, Jeff is the owner and operator of a, a Nissan store in Milwaukee, Madison, as well as a Kia store in Milwaukee that he's had a, a lot of success with. So I first want to tell our listeners a little bit of confession that I actually grew up in the state of Wisconsin and in many respects, spent the first part of my career growing up in the car business at Nissan. And so Jeff just seemed like a great person to have on our podcast. And so Jeff, I want to first start off with your success that you've had over the years. And I know a lot of that has been attributed to you getting the right people and establishing the right culture. And a few years ago, I know you took over that store in Madison. You've had just a, a remarkable turnaround there. And can you talk a little bit about how you get the right people and the right culture established at a dealership to breed success? So where I had my success, and let me kind of step back a little bit. So we opened up the dealership here in 1989. And, you know, what my uncle really proposed, and I was involved as well, is really a family atmosphere where we took care of the customers. We made sure that uh, they were happy before, during, and after the sale. If they did have an issue, we would personally make sure things got done. There was no bureaucracy. We would uh, handle things immediately. And uh, I think building our business, that has worked very, very well. We also had a jingle, Rosen, 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 and we permeated that throughout the uh, our primary market area as well as the state. And uh, it was a little obnoxious, but people remembered it, and that was kind of our brand. And uh, that's how it started in 1989. And that's kind of where we're at right now in 2019, uh, an atmosphere where taking care of the customer, a relationship-based future, not looking at the short term, but looking at a customer to make sure that they would not only be happy now, but they would refer customers back to the store. Because remember, back in the day, there wasn't the type of technology that there is right now with the Internet and so forth. So, again, we were really involved. I was really involved. I have customers right now that uh, weren't even born, and they're buying cars for me now, second generations, or they were in baby carriages when uh, their parents came. You know, it's just an evolution, and that's how you really build a business is from the ground up, thinking long-term, making sure the customer is taken care of, making sure you give a good price to everybody, making sure that experience from sales to service is phenomenal, and really building a culture and a brand. A customer comes into the dealership, they see a familiar face. So what I try to do in my store in Madison is kind of build on those same principles. The only difference is I wasn't going to be able to be as involved. So I had to do it more by phone and email and try and build a culture. And 
really build somebody, promote somebody from within the Rosen organization that knew how we operated, somebody I would have a comfort level talking to, and putting him in that position and making sure that he adhered to the Rosen principles. Because even if I'm not there, I still have my name on the building. And reputation is the most important aspect of our business and word of mouth. You can build a brand through advertising and give them a jingle and come up with all these different things to make your business and build your brand. But if a customer comes into the dealership and they're not treated right, everything dies of its own weight and all the money you spent means nothing. If a customer calls in, the receptionist answers the phone and they drop the call, it kills you. So you got to make sure you build a culture from the ground up. What I always say is it's from the top down. So the people that you have underneath you will really respect and honor you if you walk the walk and talk the talk. So that's kind of what we've built as a culture. We want to make sure we have honest, transparent individuals that will make sure that they get involved. Always make sure you take care of the customer. Don't ever run away from a problem. Attack a problem. Handle it immediately, and good things will happen. And then complement that with your advertising creates the momentum in terms of moving forward, and then make sure that you know you build a great culture in the service department as well. For me, it was a little bit of a struggle. There was a lot of ups and downs, but if you can come up with that formula, you can build from within and build a good bench within your own store, which is Milwaukee, which we've been at for 30 years actually this year, and then kind of promote people from within that know your culture. It makes everything a lot easier and gives me a great comfort level that the customers that are coming in the dealership are going to be treated the same at any other dealership as they are in Milwaukee. And it's about building a team. And if you've got happy employees, it's going to pass on to the customers. They're going to be happy. And, you know, you start with one customer and you build and build and build, create momentum. And hopefully in the end, you're very profitable and uh, you sell a lot of cars. You know, Jeff, one of the things I've always admired about you when I've come to visit your store over the years is your office is basically right on the showroom. And let's be honest, there's a lot of dealer principals whose office isn't anywhere near the showroom floor. As you said, you know, you've been in this business for a long time. And and my sense is that if you want to be out playing golf five days a week, it could be. But you're not because you still love the car business. Can you talk to our audience a little bit about why you still get up in the morning and still feel that that energy about being involved in the car business? What is it that still makes you tick? Well, really kind of creating the brand and just developing the brand. And I really enjoy talking to customers. It does get a little burdensome when I'm sitting in my office and sometimes you have a line of people outside the door, but that's what I love. That's the culture I've built. And now we're doing, you know, a a big amount of vehicles. We're doing a big volume of vehicles. And I try and take care of every customer that comes into the dealership. So sometimes I'm maybe a little bit too involved. The name on the building is Rosen, and I want to make sure that every customer that comes into this dealership is taken care of from A to Z. And if they're not taken care of, I do my best to follow up. Everybody has access to me in my office, and even if something goes wrong, I stand behind the dealership, and I make sure that we make it right. If it gets to me and people underneath me aren't able to kind of take care of the issue, I will make sure it gets taken care of. So again, it's all about selling cars. It gets in your blood. I'm here in the morning. I normally don't leave till nine. I have a very independent spouse that uh, gives me the leeway to do that. 
I've been, again, doing this for 30 years here, and I was six years as a salesman and as a manager as well, and we were dating and have been married for well over 30 years, so it really is a partnership, and I love what I do, and I love the people. I love to see people grow. I've seen uh, kids come in, now they're managers. Uh, I see kids come in that uh, start as cleanup people, and now they're uh, master techs. So really developing a family, and I think everybody here has a comfort level that they know when they come in the dealership, we're going to make sure we take care of the customer, and that's my credo, and I think that just goes a long way. As you said, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had to get my arms around a lot of technology, which uh, wasn't around when we started, so that kind of invigorates me and kind of getting my arms around all the future uh, initiatives that are going on with the OEMs, with all the technology, the changing evolution of CRMs and the V-autos of the world and everything. It kind of keeps you going and uh, keeps you engaged. It gives me a, a real sense of enthusiasm and excitement. I can always tell, Jeff, when we get together that it's in your blood and you still enjoy the car business today as much as you ever did. One thing I would like to uh, talk a little bit about is the early part of 2019, and I know the weather in the Midwest has been pretty rough, which hasn't helped probably new car sales, but dealers across America are feeling a profit pinch here in the early part of this year. And I think it's causing a lot of operators to take a closer look at their business and try to find areas that they can optimize and to become more efficient. As you look out across your organization, can you tell our audience a little bit of some of the key issues or key areas that you're focused on for 2019? Well, I think day supply is very important. Obviously, interest rates have gone up. So the quicker you turn your inventory, the uh, more efficient you will be in terms of taking care of your interest expense. I think really making sure that you utilize the technology that's out there right now and be as efficient as possible, I think makes everything a lot easier. A good BDC really gives you cost effectiveness where they can follow up on the customers and kind of partner with the salespeople to really try and close the deal. I think really being efficient in terms of training and really trying to give the customer a great experience. I'm really focused right now on fixed operations. Uh, the margins are a little better right now than they are on the new car side. I think the TIV is stabilizing, so I think the competition out there is getting a little more fierce, and uh, we're trying to get our unfair share. But for me, it's always about volume, and I think the more volume that you can do, the more trade-ins you can take in, the more customers you can have that are going to refer other customers in, the more service business you're going to get, trade-ins as well, where you're going to be able to supply your used car lot and develop that business as well, and really focus on all the profit centers. But again, it's not easy. I think it all comes down to making sure that you take care of your customer and staying on top of your business on a daily basis. And then I think right now you really have to focus on making sure that every expense that you have and what you spend on all the different uh, vendors and technology, you're getting a return on that. It's easy when times are good to spend a lot of money and kind of things fall through the cracks, but you don't see it as much. And now it's getting a little bit tougher. So you really got to make sure you watch every dollar and make sure that uh, you stretch that as far as you can. And that goes for your cleaning crew. That goes for your personnel, turning your inventory, making sure you look at advertising, you're really getting the bang for your buck. But I think there's uh, a lot of different headwinds that are out there, 
in terms of the car business, and we got to make sure that we hit on every profit center and make sure that we utilize the tools that we have in the most efficient way. Jeff, one of the things you touched on is the volume, and that you're a very volume-focused dealer. I know you've always been that volume kind of cures all ills. And one of the things that's become synonymous with volume is volume-based bonus programs from all the factories are more or less engaged in different forms of kind of that factory stair stuff or volume money. And I think there's a balancing act between there's a certain amount of this where maybe it becomes too much of a good thing or there's too much reliance on it. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts about, you know, what is the appropriate mix or how much is too much when it comes to these factory bonus programs? Or is it is it never enough? Well, I think you always got to look at what's in the best interest of the dealership. I think volume bonuses drive enthusiasm in the showroom. But again, there's other variables that are out there that might have caused problems with uh, volume bonuses. So I think you got to look at it from your dealer perspective. And if you have a stair-step target that you're trying to hit, you really got to take a look and see and incorporate it into your business model and see what works best for you. And I think volume is the most important thing. So it's all really based on averages. So again, any volume bonus program that's out there is really gravy for me. So I focus on selling every customer that comes into the dealership. I do the best job I can to give them a great experience. And we deliver that customer. And hopefully they refer other people in there. But that volume bonus target that I hit is just an added profit for me or an added incentive as well, but it really is gravy. If you focus on the basics of the business, taking care of the customer, selling cars, and all the things that come with that, volume bonuses come after that as well. Jeff, you had mentioned earlier the Rosen, Rosen, Rosen jingle, and I I remember that as a kid growing up in Milwaukee, driving around in my parents' car. But obviously, marketing has evolved quite a bit since those days, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, they used to say that 50% of your ad budget works, you just don't know which 50%. And I guess as we moved so much more into digital, what percentage of your ad budget do you feel very confident is giving you appropriate return on your investment? I think the best thing about digital right now is you can source the digital, you can see how it is working and what the customers are coming in on, and it's a lot easier to source. We've always done a lot of TV. We've always done a lot of radio. We've done mail pieces. But the digital side of it right now, I think, is something that everybody has to get their arms around. It's kind of tough to know how much you should spend on the different aspects of Google and Bing and the lead providers and so forth. So I think really digital is something that's coming through in the future, social media, and I think a lot of dealers right now are just trying to get their arms around it and see what a good spend is. And I think for me, I spend about 50% on digital. Obviously, they said you should spend a lot more. But again, you have to really have an understanding of it. And I don't know or can't give you the right answer of what is a good or not good spend on that. One of the big things we've been hearing about the last few years is just the changing landscape of the auto industry with companies like Uber and Lyft and the movement towards electrification. I heard just uh, recently that over the next couple of years, we're going to see like 120 new different derivatives of electric cars from various OEMs coming out of the marketplace. And, you know, Mary Barra, I think it was a year ago or so, said we expect to see more change in the next five years than the last 50 years. As a car dealer, when you're looking out across the horizon, 
what do you see, Jeff, in terms of what you need to do to prepare yourself for this changing environment that we're approaching? Well, I think there's a lot of variables out there right now. I think you have autonomous vehicles, which I think is going to be more prevalent moving forward. I think that electrification right now, you know, we obviously we sell the LEAF. I think that's going to become more prominent, as you can see out there with all the OEMs. Uh, everybody's getting on board with electrification. I think ride sharing is huge. I think the millennials right now are really moving towards that. There's a lot of headwinds out there that I think dealerships have to get their arms around as well as OEMs. I think the sooner we kind of guide our business model towards that, I think the better off we'll be. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how all this stuff unfolds. And from what I've read, this autonomous thing is maybe not quite as imminent as we think, but certainly the ride sharing and the electrification is going to have a more immediate impact. Well, Jeff, we're just about out of time, but before I let you go, I do have one last trick question for you. And as you know, I grew up bleeding Wisconsin sports. And so I guess as we look across the landscape of Wisconsin sports teams, the Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers, which of those three is going to win the next championship? I have to be politically correct in this aspect, but I think you got three great teams. The Brewers were outstanding last year. I think the Bucks, number one team in the NBA based on record. I think they have a great opportunity to go far in the playoffs and even to the championship. And obviously the Packers are the foundation of Wisconsin. Every year they seem to be in the mix. I think with Aaron Rodgers, there's always that opportunity to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to kind of step back and say all three have a great opportunity to win the championship. It's great to be a sports fan in Wisconsin, and every sport that comes through, you have a great opportunity of winning it all. Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, with that answer, you probably should run for the Wisconsin governorship because that was a pretty politically correct answer. But uh, we certainly do appreciate you taking time to join us on the V Auto podcast. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And stay on our website. We'll be updating with upcoming podcasts in the futures as we continue to talk to some of the leading dealers from across the country. So, Jeff Rosen, thanks again for joining us today. And take care, everybody.